Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Everything Email Podcast, part of the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network. My name is Joe Tillery, and I hope you're having a wonderful day. Although I got to tell you, it is definitely a little bit cloudier out there knowing that we lost Colin Klein, Mr. Kansas State. Offensive coordinator Colin Klein, former K-State quarterback, one of the most historic Kansas State icons in the history of the program, officially has accepted a job to join Mike Elko at Texas A&M in the same role as an offensive coordinator. We lost him, straight up, straight up. We lost one of the greatest icons in Kansas State history, one of the greatest players in Kansas State history, and an incredible coach across all of college football. That guy is officially gone with today's report this morning. We're going to talk about it. We've got a lot to discuss on that front as well as talking about the Naquan Tomlin protest. Ladies and gentlemen from around Kansas State gathering outside of President Richard Linton's house to discuss, hey, we want Naquan Tomlin back on the court. Free Quan. Guys, we've got all that and more to discuss in today's video. Some good things, some bad things, but I tell you what, I am so excited to have you here along for the ride. Before I get into things, let me remind you, if you want to help out, leave a five-star rating and review on the podcast. It helps us out immensely. We appreciate it over at Heartland College Sports, and I get it if you want some swag for yourself as a little token of our gratitude. We will send you a Heartland College Sports koozie as long as you take a screenshot of that review. Send it over to Pete Mundo, that's M-U-N-D-O, at heartlandcollegesports.com. He will send you back a koozie and your drinks will be infinitely colder while sporting an awesome brand. Now we should probably start by mentioning the Colin Klein news. And I know to an extent that there's more pressing topics where you can look at the Naquan Tomlin stuff and I'll give you all my thoughts on that. But the biggest loss right now at the university is Colin Klein. Colin Klein, this is a serious deal, accepts a job under Mike Elko, a first-year head coach at Texas A&M after taking the job here this offseason. After turning down the Penn State job, you know, whatever the case was, a week before the KU offensive coordinator accepted the job. Kind of cool, kind of a cool dig, but it's crazy that this man is on the move. And I don't have all the intricate sources that some people may need or some people may have at their disposal, but... From the people I spoke to, there was a possibility of retaining Colin Klein. What that looked like was this. Obviously, A&M has absolute fat pockets of money oil. Of oil money, excuse me. Money oil also applies. They got that too. They have everything at their disposal that Klein could want. I heard from an inside source that what Klein requested in order to stay on staff with Kansas State is more power. Not necessarily a head coach in waiting thing or some type of a a prenup, if you will, of college sports. I got to be the next guy. None of that. He requested the power to hire analysts, to bring in specific players in the portal or host recruits, whatever the case is. He wanted a bigger identity, a part of this football team, an ability to get guys who he wants, recruit them and bring them to the next spot. For whatever reason, and I would expect that it's based off the fact that Kansas State's NIL budget has never been this massive, giant money thing. But at some point, Chris Kleiman's hands were tied. At some point, his hands are tied. I mean, you can't just generate an extra $2 million out of your back pocket to say, you know what, let's go after that five-star top 10 kid. Let's do that. Unfortunately, this is a situation that you see, this would never have worked long-term. Think about the sunshine and rainbows approach here. Colin Klein stays in Kansas State, getting severely underpaid for what his market value is. And I assume that the guy's making chunks and chunks of money 
with Texas a and I mean, the Penn State offensive coordinator from Kansas got 1.6 mil a year. Klein was making $400,000 a year at K-State. Even after a budget and a raise, like, there just was no way to escape the fact that he is a hot name on the market. Does it suck? Absolutely. It absolutely sucks. But it's an interesting time in Kansas State football's history. Because it now brings in the idea of what's next. You know, you think about all the great different civilizations over the years. You know, you, know, you think about the different dynasties. There's the Ming Dynasty. There's all the different Ottoman empires and all these different periods of times I mean, and all these different empires. I mean, you think about the Roman civilizations and all the different civilizations. One thing that always contributes to the downfall is the lack of sustainability. Making the wrong choice next instead of the right one. And I know that's just drawn at straws. I mean, that's something you think about and say, well, I tell you what, Joe. Unless they make the right choice, they're probably not going in the right direction. That's pretty obvious to say. What I won't discount is that the dynasties that lasted longer than the others, you know, you look at the Mayan civilizations, a bunch of those civilizations, they put the right people in charge of their specific community. And they trusted those people to make the right decisions for their people, for their groups, for their communities. In the case of the Kansas State Wildcats, you trust Chris Kleiman to navigate the next steps. That's what you do. You know, you think about the Ron Prince era, that didn't work. You think about the Bill Snyder 2.0 era, that didn't work. Because it's sometimes those dudes were tapped out of their logical conclusions, their logical decision making. You lose some of that over time. When you've been a head coach for 21 years like Bill Snyder for a chunk of time, I mean, he got there in 1989, retired in 2017. You know, that's a ton of years with Kansas State. At some point, you're going to lose the ability to make the hard decisions. You'll lose the ability to see what's the next step here. Because you think about Colin Klein, no way about it is this an easy choice. You don't look and say, well, this is quite literally Mr. K-State. Outside of Ernie Barrett, this is the next most notable dude in the program history of what he's done and been able to contribute in Manhattan. Heisman finalist, lost to Johnny Manziel. It is what it is. Guy who goes to the NFL, he was 10 years too early for the rushing quarterback thing, but comes back to Kansas State as a quarterback's coach, as an offensive analyst, and works his way into the offensive coordinator position, and in his first year calling place, he then gets to the point where he leads your team to a Big 12 title. The first one of the decade. 2022, Deuce Vaughn, Will Howard, he finds a way to get those guys to the Big 12 title game and beat undefeated college football playoff national champion bound TCU. He finds a way to beat those guys. Hands them their first loss of the season in the Big 12 title game. Now you go on the open market. Who's pursuing Colin Klein? Notre Dame. You ever heard of him? Tons of money. I mean, Notre Dame has money for days. You know, they've got the power of religion. They've got all the great things happening that is so esteemed in their history. But overall, those dudes have money. I mean, we're talking Scrooge McDuck wallets. Scrooge McDuck stacks that Colin Klein could dive into a pool of gold coins to swim in. He said, you know what? I like the idea of swimming in gold coins, but I think I like the idea of hanging out wearing purple a little better. Keep your $2 million a year, I'll take my 400000 and I'll stay with my alma mater. Guys, this wasn't going to work forever, especially the better you do as a head coach, as an offensive coordinator, as whatever role you're in, as you show improvement and you continue to sustain success, those offers are going to get harder and harder to turn down. Now, is there the narrative that Colin Klein will be the next coach for Kansas State? I still believe it's out there. You know, by the time Chris Kleiman's done and they're looking for the next guy, Colin is on that board. It won't just be a, well, we can't call Colin. He left. That's not how this works. But the loss does stink, especially in the Avery Johnson era. Not only are you experiencing the turmoil of losing your offensive coordinator, you're also losing your starting quarterback in Will Howard. 
Howard goes to the portal, Avery Johnson's team. However, the offense that your five-star true freshman quarterback learned all season long, throw it out the window. Not his offense anymore. No, we're going a different way. We're moving on from that one. We're focusing on here. You now have to not only re-recruit Avery Johnson to stay in Manhattan, you have to put the perfect offensive coordinator around Avery Johnson for the future to keep him in Manhattan. That's the next step to all this. You know, you can look at the loss and say, well, it sucks that I have Colin around. The same people that are absolutely heartbroken about the situation are the same people saying, fire Klein, here, you know, he's bad calls. The Texas game we win. That's the reality here. People can equally be heartbroken that they can be pissed off. And in this case, for me, I think back on those civilizations. I think back on the different, you know, cities and esteemed history of their own things. And you look at what kept them around. People changed. Leadership changed. Civilization changed. But they continued to put the right product in front of people. And I'm not saying that we should look at these old ancient empires as these historically great things. Because none of them, like, it's, the, it's 2023. Almost 2024. You know, I mean, you can go to Machu Picchu and see cool things like that. But there's not these consistently historically great empires and things like that. Because honestly, you know, a lot of that stuff was built on terrible amounts of mass murder and terrible amounts of things like that. But you look back on the continued history and you say, the people made the choice that needed to be made. Whatever the case was for that, that's what continued the empire. Until the wrong choice was made or the wrong guy was killed or the wrong guy was in office or whatever happened, eventually those civilizations come crumbling down. So you're faced with the crossroads. You're faced with a fork in the road, K-State fans. You look at it and you say, okay, do I trust Chris Kleiman? I'm going to say yes. Turn right. Cool. Who is our offensive coordinator? Do you promote from within? Do you grab somebody hot and up and coming? Obviously, K-State fans probably want to go somewhere else, grab someone from outside, but Chris Kleiman's a promote from within type of guy. That's his MO. You look at Chris Kleiman and you say, are you going to make the right decision to keep this thing going forward? That's the spot we're at. Do I have an answer to tell you like, hey, it's all going to be okay, guys. This reason why, this reason why. I don't. I do not. But I tell you what, I am going to take that right path. I'm going to walk the right road. I'm going to cheer for the guys. I'm going to pray that they get this thing figured out. They keep Avery Johnson. They look good in the bowl game. I'm going to pray that you keep seeing advancement in the team. Because could this be a five-year setback? Yeah. Could this be a step forward where you land the right dude that's like, well, damn, we needed this guy the whole time. Why was Klein there? That's also a possibility. Is Chris Kleiman the guy that's going to continue this thing going forward? Not saying to fire the man. All I'm saying is he's faced with a big decision of who to bring in. Sources right now are leaning towards Connor Riley, the former offensive line coach with Kansas State. Does that surprise me? No, but they do bring in Jake Waters. It's not confirmed, but it looked like he took a trip from Ames where he was on the Iowa State staff to Manhattan, Kansas to talk with Chris Kleiman. We'll see what happens there. That is something to keep an eye on. But guys, I'm going to move on from Colin Klein. A thing that all of us could do, to be honest with you, if we all have a little bit of time, go ahead and get you an ice cold beer or go watch your favorite show, get a massage, do whatever you need to do to relax. However, let it not slip through the cracks. Kansas State senior forward Naquan Tomlin, set to make his return to the court, obviously not officially, but basically gets the hammer put down in his case. The final sentence goes against him, and Naquan Tomlin has officially been kicked off the Kansas State basketball team. Gene Taylor provided a completely BS statement about the situation without quotes from anybody, without talking to anybody, no, no type of, of central communication. It was not there. What is crazy to me is how imperative it is, not imperative, excuse me, how obvious it is that this is all the doing of Richard Linton. 
For those of you that didn't see, there was protests around campus that were going to the House of Richard Linton, the Anderson Hall building, a couple of different places on campus that he'd be. The whole process is awful. Everything you've seen is awful about this. So Kansas State releases a statement. I'll read it to you now. It's ridiculous. Long story short, it is ridiculous. Here's the full statement from the situation on behalf of the university. We have heard the concerns and the questions from K-State fans and friends around Naquan Tomlin's indefinite suspension from the men's basketball team. Situations like these are difficult. We know you want answers, but federal privacy laws largely prohibit the university and K-State athletics from publicly discussing specific information around circumstances like this. Those laws are in place to protect our student-athletes, and more specifically in this instance, to protect Naquan as he is working through a process designed to support him and lift him out of a difficult time. Allowing for that space and time is critical, but in today's di digital age, that can unfortunately lead to the spread of rumors and misinformation, and in this case, much of the information on social media is incorrect. I have been monitoring the situation and overseeing Naquan's suspension with Coach Tang's involvement. While we cannot share the specifics that have led to this outcome due to the reasons stated above, K-State Athletics can now share that Naquan Tomlin will no, no longer be able to continue with the K-State men's basketball team. This decision was not made lightly by me, but it is the decision warranted by the circumstances that brought it to bear. We appreciate your passion for our men's basketball program and for Naquan. Please know that together we stand united to do what's best for this young man's personal development and growth and to do what's best to uphold the values, and the values of our teams and of our university at large. Every word of that is BS. Ridiculous garbage. You do not care for the student. You do not care about the kid's future. You do not hope that the best happens for him. That is not what you're saying. You don't give two dams about Naquan Tomlin. Because you think about this, this is a kid who's not only on the sidelines, on the bench, supporting his teammates. And I know that what he did is bad. However, guy didn't get charged for certain things that everybody's assuming. Guy didn't have an investigation concluded. And even if it was a Title IX issue, this is the basis of it. Title IX protects the rights and regulations surrounding gender protection for those that are, you know, involved in like, oh, this creepy guy's stalking me. I don't want to be around him on campus. Title IX steps in, launches an investigation. They go after the kid, not trying to throw the kid out of school, but they at least keep a separation. There's a separate entity in that. You know, you try to keep the kids separate so the girl doesn't have to deal with this, so the guy can also get his education in his own way. Just to keep the two separated, that is part of what Title IX does. People talk about how the university can't talk about this, or they say, well, because of legal stuff, we can't really discuss the full thing. At this point, that is utter crap. That is utter nonsense. You need to step up and address stuff. You can't just leave it out there open-ended and not comment on this type of stuff. I mean, that is absolutely ridiculous. I know there's legal things you can and can't say. Like, you're not supposed to say certain things from previous cases if that were the case. Or there's certain things like that. What you can do is tell us, spe not, not specifics, but you can fill us in on the gaps in the logic. To say, well, okay, here's the deal, guys. Tomlin is a repeat offender. That's an issue. You can say that, dude. You, you don't have to say, like, the second the case is sealed, you don't have to say some crap about, like, well, Naquan Tomlin, you know, we can't discuss anything about him. Give us a reason. Don't say that, well, it didn't work out, you know. This, this, this. That is garbage. President Richard Linton needs to go. I really do. I think that's the truth. Because then you look around the league, he's already being projected to go to West Virginia or Kansas or Providence or even somewhere near his hometown in New York. Like, it is ridiculous to me that the guy's already being pursued by other programs. And the fact that he's, he would immediately be cleared to play at any other program. But Richard Linton had to flex this presidential muscle that does not make sense because he is an egotistical maniac who thinks he needs to flex the authority muscle when he has the opportunity. I mean, he's Jerry Krause in the whole thing. 100%. You're ruining a dynasty here, pal. You're stepping in to ruin your university, your athletic program, and you're driving Jerome Tang out the door. 
What are you doing? This is an awful decision. So I get that things aren't going to always be some type of like, you know, it's not always going to be smooth waters, but that's not how you run a team. If you need examples of that, man, 1,500, almost 1,600 people have signed this goal of dismissing President Lyndon. I mean, think about this. This is the, this is the write-up here on the petition. This petition seeks Lyndon's dismissal to restore the integrity of our beloved institution. Richard Lyndon's misuse of authority has had a profound impact on many students, including myself, and most of all, one of our favorite basketball players, Naquan Tomlin. The dismissal of Tomlin is, pros- is possibly one of the largest overreaches of power in our long history as a university. It's not just about one person's experience. It's about maintaining an environment where every student feels respected and valued. We urge the university and administration, the university administration to take immediate action against the misuse of power. Dismissing Richard Linton would be a step towards restoring trust in our institution and ensuring that no other student experiences what Tomlin goes through. I mean, here's the thing, guys. The issue is, is Linton's already done his damage. Now what it comes to, and I'm, let, me, let me get this out there. I'm not calling for any type of like outbreak or some type of major uprising or freak out. You know, I'm not saying we're rioting type thing. I'm not trying to suggest that. What I am saying is that like, if this is true, and maybe this isn't all true, but damn it, wouldn't you quiet bands about it? Wouldn't you say something about it, Linton or Tang or somebody step up and say, nah, this isn't true. People need to stop going after Linton. Somebody would step up and say that. So I would think this. If everything we're hearing is true, if the university doesn't agree with the coaching staff, the coaching staff is tired of being undermined undermined by Linton, wouldn't you think that Jerome Tang would leave? And wouldn't logically that make sense to say, okay, who do we need to get rid of? If we keep Richard Linton as our university president, we lose Jerome Tang, the best basketball coach in K-State history outside of maybe Tex Winter. You look at a guy that has so much potential to bring the future of Kansas State, who has done nothing but succeed and help the team get off to a 7-2 and start already without one of your best players, with wins over two top 25 teams. It doesn't add up. It does not add up. Richard Linton is continuing to drop the ball, and that is a literal issue. That is a fundamental issue with the university. And I'm not trying to say like, okay, you know, maybe they know stuff we don't know. Okay, tell us what we need to know to fill in the gaps in the logic. Because right now, a kid is being kicked out of the university, excuse me, being kicked off the team, he's not out of the university, graduates on Saturday. Right now, a kid is getting his back turned in the face of authority. Someone's saying, you know what, sorry kid, we don't care about you. That's what you're showing to recruits, that's what you're showing to the staff, that's what you're showing to fans. Why would anyone want to be at Kansas State University if that's what you're trying to show? Come on, man, what are we doing? Richard Linton is a joke, he's a slacker, a coward, and a spineless leader, man. This is not how this works. You operate for the best interest of your university. Do what's best for your university. I'm not saying you have to step down or whatever the case is, but this is not in the best interest of your university. If it is, then prove it. Show us why it's in the best interest of our university. Don't just be like, sorry, this is why, and then make Gene Taylor have to do it. I guarantee you're threatening to get rid of that guy's job. I mean, what the hell are we doing? Richard Linton is a psychotic, idiotic, lunatic leader. Straight up. That's who he is. I didn't know that it'd be this way, but I mean, the guy does not show any type of leadership qualities that are admirable in a leader. It is ludicrous to think about this. It is ridiculous to think about this. Richard Linton should not be associated with Kansas State University. That is the end of the day. That's what it comes down to. I don't think this is done. I don't. Like, I'm not, I'm not the guy carrying the flag for this or anything crazy like that. But what I will say is that I will not sit by and watch our university be ruined because of some constant, you know, egregious ego trips. Some toddler throwing a tantrum. That's what Richard Linton's doing, and I'm not happy with it. So, you'll hear me talk more about the situation as it goes forward, because it's just, 
it is an ongoing saga, an ongoing process that needs to be addressed, adjusted, talked about, broke down, discussed. Anything you want to say, it needs to be talked about. Leadership has a price, but it ain't this high. This is not what you pay for leadership. But guys, I do appreciate you listening to the Everything Emo podcast. I will give you some more thoughts here. I imagine on next week's podcast, once we have some more info, Coach Tang will have to sit behind a mic at some point, and I would be hard-pressed to imagine someone not asking him his thoughts. So I don't think Tang will comment on it, but we'll have to see what that is personally. I'm excited to see how this next week goes and how the reaction is on campus. But guys, I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day, and I will update you even though it's been a tough time. There's good things ahead that we're going to figure out together. I promise you that. Have a wonderful rest of your day. I will talk to you later. Go Cats.